0: Dear Evan Hansen is a musical with book by Steven Levinson with music and lyrics by Benj Pasek and Justin Paul. Copyright is reserved by these names. The Dear Evan Hansen script is published by theater communications group. Attention. The following episode has references of suicide. If this topic may be sensitive to you, please change the podcast now. Thank you and enjoy. Before this episode begins, I would like to remind the audience that this is purely my interpretation of the show, Dear Evan Hansen, and it is completely possible that you can come to different conclusions or read different things between the lines. Again, this is a script analysis. Conclusions built on evidence from the script obtained through thorough investigation. And as art is incredibly subjective... Different people can see different things from the evidence. Spoiler warning. Hello and welcome to One Sock Radio. I am your host, Cody Novotny. Sips, and on' we'll go enjoy. Here's a little cameo from Unscripted Cody again. So this episode is going to be talking about someone who has depression and suicidal tendencies. I want this to be known now, that I am not attempting to understand what goes through people's minds when they start having these thoughts it i i can see how that how you can think that through this episode but remember that this is purely a fictional circumstance and this is me trying to understand why the playwrights uh chose to have the characters go through these kinds of situations and to understand the situations that the characters are going through. Like in all the episodes, I do um, throw in some personal experience and anecdotes. Uh, So that is just me providing what I understand of these kinds of situations what I have gone through in these kinds of situations and if uh, you happen to be going through anything like this I highly recommend you seek out support from your friends, your family it may not feel like there's anyone there for you it may feel like you're completely alone but let me tell you you are not you are far from being alone and all you have to do is ask for help and in these kinds of situations sometimes that's the hardest thing to do but you got to understand it that's all you have to do that is all um this this is going to be a more difficult episode i understand so i hope you enjoy it regardless and let's get to it before I ramble any longer. Today we are discussing one of the most difficult characters, Connor Murphy. Difficult in that he only appears as his real self in two scenes. Connor is the poster boy for The Connor Project, but his real personality is certainly forgotten, ironically, by the song You Will Be Found. But today, we are going to do Connor a service And try and figure out what he was actually like. And answer the question Cynthia was so desperate to get. Why he killed himself. Also, this episode may end up being a shorter one due to what little there is in the show about Connor to discuss. The biggest bit of character building we see of Connor is in Anybody Have a Map. As described in the stage directions... Evan and Connor appear in separate pools of light. Stated that the two young men anxiously prepare to face the day. Scene one, act one. We can pull a really big nugget of information out of this one moment. The stage directions show Evan and Connor as equals. Mirror images of each other. And just like mirrored images, both are similar, but one is reverse of the other. We can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, both of them suffer severe anxiety. We know that Evan huddles up into a shell when he is faced with confrontation. So, if they are mirrors of each other, Connor chooses to fight rather than hide. Zoe mentions later that Connor would scream at her through her door threatening to kill her and we know that Zoe actively antagonizes Connor. As any brother and sister normally would. So we can prove that this is his character quirk. His trait. This is how Connor chooses to deal with conflict of any magnitude. Insult, violence, or intimidation. But Connor isn't all bad. He's not a bad person. This is simply his defense mechanism. The next time he and Evan meet after shoving Evan is in the computer lab. Connor actively brings the letter to Evan, something that students just don't do. At least in my experience. If this person in question is printing something and or sees someone else's paper in the printer, they don't bring your paper to you. (laughs) Typically, they will just leave the paper in the printer for you to go get. Again, this is in my experience of public high schools. So, why does Connor do this for Evan? This small task that he could very well not do and go on with his day. This is where one of the biggest another one of the biggest uh, criticisms comes from for the show. Uh, People uh, some people seem to find this interaction um, odd. They they find this as an ex machina moment or something like that, something along those lines. It's not an actual ex machina moment. Uh, <laughs> if it isn't obvious, this moment isn't scripted. Uh <laughs> but again, like I always say, we got to ask the why's We don't criticize. So why does Connor come into the computer lab? Let's simply look back at the last interaction he and Evan had. He shoved Evan. So Connor actively going back to Evan later on in the day feels bad. I believe this is Connor's way of apologizing to Evan without saying the words I'm sorry or something of the sort. He even signs Evan's cast saying, now we can both pretend that we have friends. Scene two, act one. I don't believe this is something that a person planning on suicide would do, setting up a potential friendship like this. Uh, Reminder, this is my interpretation, but I believe in this moment connor is genuinely reaching out to evan but connor begins to read the letter and we all know what happens from that point on connor leaves with it connor unfortunately doesn't really get talked about in a positive light a whole lot we learn that he has drug problems with learning that he went to rehab My evidence of this information is in the Sincerely Me reprise, Jared writes, from Connor's perspective, that he went to rehab. Another instance of Evan using information given to him to add consistencies into the story. If they made up the story about rehab, the Murphys would have certainly known that one was a lie. There is no way Connor would have been able to run by rehab without them knowing. Oops, that's a what could have been. Anyway, <laughs> another bit of evidence that the Murphys knew about the drugs is off of their accusation of Connor being high in scene one. But like I said, there are, there are very few things we learn about Connor's good side. He and Larry used to be close in the days of the orchard they would play with a toy playing together. He and Zoe used to be close because they would search for four-leafed clovers together. Cynthia in the ice cream parlor. The whole family used to be connected. All of this we learned through one scene. Six. For forever. So when does Connor begin to take a turn for the worst? Let's hop back to something Jared reveals about Connor. In second grade, he threw a printer at his teacher because he didn't get to be the line leader. Why is this important? When Evan is convincing himself to build the Connor project, Figment Connor reveals that he is known as the kid who threw a printer at the teacher. This is Connor's past. This is what everyone knows about him. This is what changes. This is when Connor starts to go down. He gets bullied, called crazy, so he develops this defense mechanism. Fight, flight, or freeze? He chooses fight, which only solidifies everyone's accusations of him. He begins to become paranoid, turns his back on his family, and goes to drugs. Keep in mind, this is building from years and years and years. From second grade to senior year. Which brings us to the question we've all been wondering. Why does Connor kill himself? First, we have to ask, do we know when it happened? This question is actually quickly answered by Larry who reveals the note was found folded up in his pocket. And when was he given the note first day of senior year the day he shoves evan the day he signs the cast the one day we ever get to see connor alive so what about this day sends him over the edge he read the letter thinking that evan was trying to get a reaction out of him someone who he reached out to after feeling bad for pushing Something he did, thinking that Evan was laughing at him. Which happened after Jared said he looked like a school shooter. Building up from that moment where his sister, including his parents, accused him of being high on drugs. All of this on top of the first day of school anxiety and years of bullying off of something he did as a child. This is why. It was one thing after another after another and when he thinks that there could have been a new start, his paranoia convinces him otherwise, which leads him to choosing to kill himself. We know that this is something he has considered doing before, something that is revealed in Scene 9 of Act 2, the final scene of the show. And if we are to continue to see the similarities between Connor and Evan, he feels broken because of his family constantly sending him to retreats, therapy, and rehab. Connor was in a very dangerous state of depression. And this first day sent him over the edge. Now how does connor aid in dear evan hansen's main action even though the show as a whole is a commentary on how people use tragedy the specific tragedy that is used is that of a student suicide connor's suicide but something that this story teaches that his story teaches is the hardest thing for people to learn that when someone close to you commits suicide, it isn't your fault. We know that there were a lot of people who tried to help Connor, from therapists to staff at rehab, to his own family members. He even attempted to reach out himself, but in the end, He couldn't convince himself that life was worth living. That there was a way out of his situation. And that's just it. You can try all you can to help someone. But it is up to them to truly heal. You can show someone or teach someone, but you can't understand for them or learn for them. That is something they have to do on their own. That's what makes depression so difficult. You have the weight of the world on your shoulders. You can get encouragement from friends and family, help from trained professionals, but you are the one who has to fight. You are given training and weapons, but you are still the soldier in this war. I'm not just rambling about something I don't know anything about. I have gone through this. Pretty much anyone who has been through high school has gone through this. It is a very real problem, and despite how common it is, I have seen just how little attention it gets. But Dear Evan Hansen is not about mental awareness or suicide prevention. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about the show. It is about a person who takes a tragedy and bends it for the betterment of others and subsequently themselves. And the moral dilemmas that encompass it. If Dear Evan Hansen were to use any other type of tragedy, like a terrorist attack or a hate crime, we'd be having the same misconceptions that it would be about terrorism or racism. Um back on topic. Connor is the inciting incident that starts this roller coaster of a show. That is how he aids in what the show is attempting to convey. Nothing less, and unfortunately, nothing more. And that is all I have to say on this topic. Interestingly enough, this episode ended up being a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, We still have... Two more characters to talk about, and in my opinion, these are the biggest characters in the show. Zoe and Evan. And since I haven't talked about Evan up to this point, you might be thinking that I will save him for last. And you would be right. (laughs) Next episode, we are going to be talking about Zoe and how her feelings for Connor change throughout the show. And why she wanted to speak to Evan in the orchard at the end of the show. Before I leave, you are valid whether you like the show or not. Just remember, ask the wise, don't criticize. Have a good one. Sock Radio is self-produced with readings, script, and music by me, Cody Novotny.